Just kidding. It's not Mike Spiegelman. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's Friday night. It's time for the happy hour. If we can bring this mic down a little bit, because I'm hearing it ringing the things. Yay. Hi. Here we are. Face to face. Welcome. A couple of silver spoons. Do you remember that? Hoping to find we're two of a kind. You never list, You never watch Silver Spoons? Nope. You don't even know what that is at all. Did you watch Silver Spoons? I'm just dating myself. Did you watch Silver Spoons? Did you watch Silver Spoons? Carlton, he was. Carlton was in it. He was the little dancing fiend. Hey. Right? And it was... Um, yeah, just um, turn the turn the sound down on the computer itself. Like, take the sound out or push pause on the iTunes computer because otherwise it'll bleed. Like my jokes. Just kidding. I'm not bleeding anymore. I. That's what I have in common with 14-year-old boys. Neither of us are bleeding. Ah, uh, yay! But we both have zits on our butt, which sucks. I don't know why. This is happening with menopause, am I not? I've also been getting zits on my face and I realized that it's either that I don't clean my face enough or I don't clean my bong enough because they're around this area. I'm getting zits from a bong. Zits from a bong. It's true, I am, it's terrible. 47 years old and my face is getting zitty. Yay. I was told that I'm dressed like a vibe. Yeah, dressed like a vibe. Kids under 30 have no idea how to give you a compliment. You're a real one. Oh, yeah? yeah? I see you. Oh, do ya? It's just so funny. They, they were raised without a vocabulary. I'm like, who raised these people? It's my generation. <laughs> Get on the TV. Good luck. Watch. You know, I grew up on Sesame Street and Silver Spoons. No, one of these kids is not like the other. One of these kids is different. Just kidding. I grew up, everyone was white. I was, nobody was different. No one was different in Danville. Come on, you guys. That's crazy. I'm talking about things I didn't even mean to talk about. Just kind of waiting for the guys to come in. It's okay. It's okay. They don't have to. It's okay for filming or not filming and there's people or not people. It's like, let's keep perpetuating the stereotype that nobody comes to Mutiny Radio. <laughs> That's great. That's great, everybody. Hey, it's like, we're all going to be filmed, but nobody show up so that there's looks like that's good. Comedians are so supportive. You did listen to me talk about I have zits on my butt. Hi. I know you want to you smoke. That's the thing. If I could only, you know, fuck the fire marshal. No, it was... <laughs> I like firemen. I like men in uniform as long as it's not a police uniform. They're fine. Like... I've recognized that every EMT and every firefighter is hot. And I think that the reason for this is that they're saving you from dying. And when you're dying and you're looking up, you want to have a reason to live. <laughs> so it's always behooves when they're really good looking. You don't want some Quasimodo looking over. You're like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Just let me expire underneath this bus. No, there, there was a, God, there was such a hot fireman the other day out front of OMG. It was a Sunday. It was about 5.30. The bus comes up, woo, 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 woo. And they all get out. And one of them was super cute. And I like, I was dressed kind of cute. And I made eyes at him and he kind of looked at me. And then something happened, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, they saved somebody or not. It's 6th Street. Who knows? And then they all are kind of getting back in the big truck. And I see him and I like look at him again. And he kind of like looks out the window. And I look at him like, and I wave. And he's like, oh. And I'm so stupid. I didn't get the truck 
number. So how am I going to find this guy? Is there going to be, there's no more like missed connections on Craigslist. Hey, you were a firefighter at 530 on Sunday on 6th Street, and I was the one in the cute dress. So I think that next time at OMG, I'm going to uh, give a questionably housed person a twomp to go start a garbage fire. <laughs> I'm like, you go across the street, start a fire, woo, 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 and I'll wave again. Hi. <laughs> These crazy people on 6th Street, I don't know what, here's the, you can't be stalking if you were there first. Cool. Hey, yay, our real audience person. We're set up weirdly tonight because we're filming for um, public access TV in Berkeley. Is that is that the case? In in all right, cool. That works. Yeah, that's why I'm dressed like a vibe, or like your future stepmom. <laughs> how how hot is your dad? Come on, <laughs> is he rich? Does he give you those little red envelopes all the time? That's a euphemism for a peen. No, I'm kidding. No, they're little red envelopes filled with money. Oh, wait, that's what dicks are, right? No, I'm sorry. Are they? Sorry, I just put feminism back like 30 years. That was really great. Glad I did that. It is Women's History Month. Woo! Yay! Women's History. Women's History. We get, we get one month. Uh, no, that's great, though. Even though we're 50% of the population. It's fine. One month is fine. But you know who is an accidental feminist? Marx, Karl Marx, my buddy, Uncle Uncle Marx, right? Because what did he talk about? What did he value? He valued labor. He talked extensively about how much he appreciated the means of production. And when women go through labor, we are literally the means of production. Marx had so much respect for us. Do you guys not get that? Is it because you're men? Or is that, okay. Like women go through, they have babies and then we, they perpetuate the species. Did they not, you didn't go to sex ed? They put the penis in the vagina and then the... Not in Boston. Not in Boston. Actually, this is funny. I never went to sex ed either. That never happened. My mother was so religious that she wrote a note to my school in high school and said, I can teach her everything she needs to know. She does not need to be in that sexual education classroom. And so I wasn't. And I didn't have to take it or whatever. And I, <laughs> anyways, it was bad. I don't know anything. I still don't know anything. I didn't, I didn't, well, and this is terrible. Da -na -na -na, the more you know. I didn't know that you're supposed to pee after sex. So I, I didn't know that. I was married. So I, I had sex with my husband. I, I was very, and we're, I know. And I kept getting UTIs. It was always getting UTIs. It was like, what's going on? And I got married when I was 25, and that's when I found out that you have to pee after sex, otherwise you get UTIs. So like, okay, anyways, it's not funny, it's just I'm stupid. Um, do you feel warm yet? I'll tell you one more dumb thing about me. The dumb, I'm the dumbest person alive. I have two accidental gang tattoos. I know, how is that possible that I have two accident, not just one, two, accidental, Gang tattoos, strange words to put in a sentence together. Uh, the first one, I went to UC San Diego. I was 19 years old. I was a theater major. Surprise. And I went down to Ocean Beach, and I was going to get, or Pacific Beach, on Garnett Street, and I was going to get a tattoo. So I went into a tattoo parlor, and I wanted to get, you know, the ancient symbol of Greek theater, comedy and tragedy. And I, and I put it on my neck because I wanted to wear my hair down. I didn't want my mom to see it. I was very concerned. My grandmother might have a heart attack, all of these things. Years later, I'm teaching high school at Ocean Shores Continuation. 
And the kid goes, hey, Benjamin, small not cry later, essay. And I was like, excuse me? He said, if anyone ever keys your car, we got your back. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? And he goes, you have the symbol for the Norteño gang <laughs> tattooed on my neck. <laughs> Traditional place for people to get gang tattoos. Yeah, accidental gang tattoo number one. Number two, oh, going to graduate school for writing. I used to write a lot of fiction and my work was pregnant with semicolons everywhere, semicolons. I just love it, it's my favorite punctuation. So I got on my wrist a tattoo of a semicolon. And I find out later that this is the symbol for suicide awareness. <laughs> and I got it on my wrist. Two accidental gangs. Thank you, I'm an idiot. I'm the dumbest person alive. I have no idea what's happening in popular culture. I'm so old I thought Kanye West was an airline. All right. I'm, we're gonna start this up. Your first comedian is with us. He's joined us from Boston, and he's here with us now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Guan! Yay! Keep it going for Pam, guys. Oh, yeah, can we get this mic going? Yeah, yeah. I love how forward Pam is. Yeah, uh, no, speak to me afterwards if you want to inherit uh, a, a Chinese restaurant and a used Toyota Corolla. That's what my dad has, all, all his assets. Um, but uh, yeah, she also told me that there's a TV filming right here, and that's pretty dope. Um, I like that, mostly because this is uh, as close as I'm going to get to my Netflix special. So we, we, we live in it here, baby, in Mutiny Radio, in like some used garage out here, no outposts. It's rustic. I dig it. I dig it. Um, no, you guys are cool. You guys are cool. But, uh, you know, I know there's like a big elephant in the room, so I'll just like quickly say it right here. Uh, but uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I am Chinese. So you can stop playing guess what kind of Asian he is in your head. And uh, being Chinese is weird sometimes because uh, I realize that uh, a lot of people, especially white people, are afraid to say my last name. Because my last name is just four letters, G-U-A-N. And at one time in Boston, I explained this to my white friend's woke wife. And all she said was, wait, is it Dan Juan? <laughs> and I'm like, where'd you get the accent from? Speak English. You grew up here, right? Insane. I understand, though, because quite frankly, if it were for me, I, I blame it on the Vietnamese people. Here's why. In the third grade, one time, my teacher kept calling me Dan Guin after my Vietnamese friend corrected her on how to pronounce the last name N-G-U-Y-E-N. -E and if you don't know how to pronounce that, I don't know either. <laughs> I went up to my, I went to, my, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, were you though? All right, that's good, man. You, you, yeah, you guys are down with like the whole Asian culture thing here. It's cool. It's freaking me out a little bit, but you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I went up to my mom afterwards too, and I was, and uh, I told her I had an identity crisis because I didn't know if I was Chinese or Vietnamese. And all she said was, I can't believe that she uh, knew you were adopted. Oh my God. That's insane. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I am from Boston, guys. Uh, you know, I, I love repping my city. Uh, believe it or not, I love repping being the only Asian person in an all-white town. That's, that's why I love repping. And the crazy thing about in Boston is that a lot of people sometimes don't think that we're Boston enough. Like, my, like my dad and our whole family, we've been living this, in the city for 30 years, and people still don't think we're Boston enough. 
Like, I think my dad's the most Boston person that I know. He loves the socks, he loves drinking Dunkin' Donuts, and he's racist. So, like, what are we really missing here? Yeah, matter of fact, he also, like, he learned English here, but the stupid thing is that now he just thinks that you gotta drop the R's all the time in English. So now he'll say things like, car is ka, or Harvard Yard is Harvard Yard, and uh, how are you is, why didn't you go to Harvard and buy me a ka? He's still Asian, guys. Um, one time, I, uh, one time I went to a Home Depot with them, and the store associate looked at both of us, and she had this weird grimace, and she just looked at us and said, uh-uh, no, no, uh no, I ain't talking to him. I want to talk to you and you only, because I don't deal well with accents. Exactly. Accents? That's not my dad giving a Chinese accent. That's him giving his best Boston accent impression. What you talking about? All right, um, you guys ever hear about the term tiger parents or know about tiger parenting? Yeah, why are you clapping to that? <laughs> tiger this guy's, this guy's definitely a tiger parent right here. All right, so for those of you guys who don't know, tiger parents is basically like that stereotype where uh, parents, they all want their kids to be like super successful and rich uh, so they can be also be uh, socially inept as well. Um, and uh, I think this term is actually pretty problematic in Asian culture because uh, for me, uh, my parents never really wanted me to become like an engineer or a doctor, which is surprising because uh, all they wanted their 12-year-old immigrant kid to be is to be uh, a plumber and an electrician, uh, a, a lawnmower, uh, someone who drives Uber, someone to deal with the police, someone who can read tax documents, someone to actually speak English, basically everything to manage a fucking house when you're 12, apparently. Actually, matter of fact, I think we should call them parasite parents. Because all your all the immigrant parents want their kids to be is to for their kids to live in the basement, take care of them until they're old, and then one day take over the house when they're gone. And that's the with the story of an award-winning Oscar film. All right, I've been Dan Guan. Y'all been dope. Thanks so much, guys. Give it up to your host. Dan Guan, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Guan, everyone. Geez, that sounds like a dream. I want to live with your parents. I'm a good cook. I'll help them out. All right, I know. I want to be, I want to be your stepmom. Don't you understand? Your next comedian doesn't want to be filmed by you. He's filming himself, but that's fine. But so we got it. You're, he doesn't want to be filmed, and we're all good about that. Uh, but clap your hands together, everybody. I'm excited he came up from his uh, San Jose or wherever he lives. He, he, just, he got away from his children. Bell, I don't even know where that is. Put your hands together, everybody, for Aaron Sampson. Yay! Aaron Sampson. Hey, good to be here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, I do have three kids, as Pam mentioned. Uh, they've all inspired me. They really have. Uh, no one has kids here, right? Mutiny Radio, no kids. Good, let me tell you about them. My first two girls, they really inspired me. I'm more kind and present. And my son, he really inspired me to get a vasectomy. <laughs> I just wish I didn't research the doctors on Groupon. That was a bad idea. That's on me. That's on me. Uh, I do love a deal. So like when I order a pizza online, you know how you see those promo code empty boxes? You know what I'm talking about? To me, it's like the Da Vinci code, okay? I become like a German hacker scouring the internet. Like, I must find the code. That's, that's how that works. Uh, I didn't find any Groupon deals, fortunately, but I did find a deal it's okay you don't just you don't need you don't need to worry about that uh i did find a deal uh at a vasectomy training clinic off a freeway in van nuys 
I wish this wasn't a true story. Do you guys know where Van Nuys is? Yeah, Van Nuys is, for those who don't know, it's on the outskirts of LA. It's home to porn stars, crystal meth heads, and Dr. Eric Kreiker's vasectomy training clinic. Okay? So I walk in, I go pull my Hyundai into this dingy strip mall, and the minute I get out of my car, I see this guy exiting the clinic, and literally, he's hobbling like this, like a penguin, like he's just been at the front lines at war, and he gives me this warning stare that I'll never forget. It's like, go home, don't do it, go home, save yourself. I did uh, walk into the vasectomy clinic. I go inside, Dr. Eric Kreiker is there in the lobby, old man, terrible comb over. And it's like he's a timeshare salesman who's like late for the golf course. He's like, oh, you're here. Come on back. We're going to get you snipped up before lunch. And I'm like, hold on. Hold on. We're in no rush. I'm in no rush here. Let's just take her. He's oh, no rush. Relax. Imagine you're in Hawaii. So I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's a jokester. So I go to this back room. I get undressed. It wasn't two seconds. He comes inside, looks at me, and says, that doesn't look good. I'm like, excuse me? He says, you were supposed to shave down there. I'm like, I, I didn't get the memo. I, no one told me I was supposed to shave. He says, you know what? We should get Amber in here. She should see this. I'm like, who the fuck is Amber? She's like, Amber's the intern. She's learning. She's great. So... I'm on my back. They're shaving my nutsack. Amber the intern comes in, this bubbly, like, Taylor Swift-looking groupie as they're shaving my balls, okay? Dr. Kreiker begins this procedure. I start breaking out into this cold sweat. I feel this dull pain in my stomach. And Kreiker's cracking jokes like, oh, it's like I'm diffusing a bomb. Which one am I going to snip? And I'm like, ha, 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 like sweating my balls off as he's fucking making jokes with Amber. Meanwhile, I open my eyes for just a second. And at this point, I smell my cauterized burning flesh. And if this is Hawaii, this is fucking Pearl Harbor, okay? I'm like, medic, medic, please. Uh, open my eyes, and there's Amber, and she's looking right at me, okay? And I'll never forget this look in her eyes, this look of horror. And it kind of felt like we were going through this together. It was kind of like the opposite of virginity, losing your virginity to someone. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, slow down, just take it slow, take it slow. I do manage to get out of there, and, you know, I am grateful that I did get half off, at least. So that was good. But I am in therapy because of it, you know? I, nowadays, you can tell people you're in therapy. Before, I'm older than you guys. Before, you didn't talk about being in therapy, right? But now it's hip. You know, now mental health is like the new drug. Like, you want mental health? You want I got mental health. Go to the back room. Give me 100 bucks. I got CBT, cognitive-based therapy, you know? It's like, it's the new thing. Some dude comes out. It's like all high. It's like, I got CBT! Woo! I don't know. Who's in therapy here? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, it's a couple of the good people. Good thing about therapy is that it justifies your bad decisions. Like, I can spank my kids, I can have road rage, but as long as I talk about it with my therapist, I'm all good, right? Thank you so much, that's my time. Aaron Sampson. Aaron Sampson, everyone. Uh, your next comedian also doesn't want to be filmed. Uh, yeah, the other two the girls didn't make it in time. Uh, but he's a funny man, and he's here to make you guys laugh. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dorian Trung! Yay! Hey, 
Hey, what's up, everyone? You guys, uh, you guys heard uh, the San Francisco school board got recalled? That's right. The Chinese people voted them out. You know you fucked up when you uh, pissed off Chinese people, you know what I mean? Because we didn't even protest when every single one of our grandmas got punched in the face. We were like, huh, maybe it's just a coincidence. You know what I mean? But the moment like they try to fuck with Lowell High School, we're like, all right, guys, let's get together. We're going to war. For anyone out there that doesn't know what Lowell High School is, it's like the uh, Hogwarts for Chinese kids. Only the, only the most magical ones get in. <laughs> if you guys can't tell, like, the bloodline of wizards ended at my 3.5 GPA. You know what I mean? My ancestors is all just looking at me, down at me. They're just, oh no. He's practically retarded. I, uh, I used to be 300 pounds and then I lost the weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm still fat, but like I'm not fat enough for like a child to stop me, you know, in public to make an announcement. You know, that kid I'm talking about, you know, they're like walking like this and then they're like, <gasps> look, mom, look, he's fat. <laughs> That's always awkward, you know? When you have to like hit someone else's kid. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's fucked up. So what was I, why was I telling you guys that story? Oh, you know, um, I just wanna say, there's uh, some ladies out here, I just wanna say uh, fat guys make good boyfriends. You know what I mean? Because a fat guy knows how to appreciate women. It's not true, you know? What we really do appreciate is the, the ability to like order two entrees. That's what we're, we really appreciate. We actually don't even do anything. Uh, we don't add anything to um, to a relationship, but like women that date fat men just feel more appreciated. You know what I mean? Like uh, when I was dating my ex, when we first started dating, she started getting uh, compliments when we were out together from women. So you know those must be true. You know what I mean? Like random women would just walk up to her and she's like, I just want to tell you, you're so gorgeous. And then they'll look up at me and they're like, oh. <laughs> I mean, things started getting a little out of hand when like women started approaching her and they're like, oh, you're so brave. I'm like, yo, chill. <laughs> chill, lady, chill, man. But, uh, you know, it's true. It's true. Um, you know, just just being with like a, a slob like me makes you look look better, you know, women. I mean, any ex any additional X on my T-shirt size is just an extra point to your looks. You know, I mean, you might be a five, but next to me, you're a solid eight. They're solid eight. Now things uh, it got weird, you know. Um, my ex, she started getting, um, she started feeling really uh, good about herself, you know, things that were not deserved. You know, I mean, we would be making love because that's what big guys do. We just make love. We don't have sex. And we we're making love, and she was just like, "Oh, you're crushing me because you're so, because I'm so tiny." Oh, I'm like, "Bitch, you're a size eight. And I'm like, mm. "That's me putting on my bra, you know." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I was told I had uh, bad communication, and I blamed that on my parents, you know. When I was growing up, my, uh, my dad's best friend was Mexican, and neither one of them spoke English. But we would always have these, like, gatherings, and they would just hang out in the yard, and uh, my dad would say stuff like, Oh, your daughter has gone so tall. And he would look at my dad, and he's like, Jess, I like carnitas. Ha 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 ha! 
You know what I mean? And I've, of course I have communication problems, man. Like all my parents' friendships were based on a lie. Anyway, that's my time. Thanks. Oh, baby, please, please. Dorian Trong, everyone. Yeah, the skateboard army just stopped by. I'm like, kick flip your way into my heart, baby doll. Look at them. They're just, woo, hi, skateboarders. They're, how cute are your dads? Yeah, are they rich? It's okay, I'm a socialist. How much, how much do you hate your mom? Oh, dang, I want to be your new stepmom. I like, I like ketamine, we could party. Sorry, they're way underage. That's not cool. I shouldn't have said that out loud. No, we cannot ever. I wouldn't know where. To, I don't have any idea what that even is. It's a monkey tranquilizer, you weirdos. Why would you do that? Um, sorry, my ex-husband was a veterinarian. I actually know what it's for. Okay, uh, I love drugs. You're, but like, you know, like midazolam. It's, it's a fast-acting, short-lived benzodiazepine. You know, you're the next comedian. You know all about science and drugs. No, not drugs. I mean, other drugs. I don't know. In a, in a biology way. She's getting a PhD. Um, okay, we're back to filming. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sarah Good. Yay! Sarah McGillis. I'm late. Um, so it's past Christmas. I got myself the latest model of the Rona. <laughs> Totally asymptomatic. Yeah, it was super easy to blend in. Um, no, I did start sneezing a lot. Blew my cover, but I learned something about myself. Yeah, I kept getting that tickle in my nose that would build up until I was about to sneeze, and then it would subside, and then it would build up again and subside. And this could go on for several minutes before like, I finally sneezed and got some relief. And that's when I realized I have absolutely no interest in edging. <laughs> I, I just feel like I've tried it and it doesn't seem like something I'd enjoy sexually, you know? Uh, what else? I, um, so my whole life, people have randomly asked me, like, are you okay? Apparently something about me just screams help. <laughs> yeah, I, a few years ago, one of my male coworkers was like, yeah, it's just your face. I was like, oh, I have resting bitch face. I don't know if I can say that, but I did. Uh, I have resting bitch face. Like, that's not the worst thing. You know, it usually just means you're a badass and you're a woman. Um, but then he goes, nah, it's not that. It's more like you have resting concern face. <laughs> True story. This is how I found out. Um, it's like, great, okay, so what you're saying is uh, I'm not unapproachable because I'm like strong and intimidating. I'm unapproachable because I look like I ruin fun. <laughs> great. Uh, then he goes, no, it just looks like you're thinking a lot. It's like, okay, okay, let me get this straight. So a man makes this face and it's a celebrated, internationally celebrated bronze statue, nude by the way. Uh, I make this face and people think I'm constipated. Like, are you okay? Don't hurt yourself, sweetie. What else do I wanna talk about? Um, it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, some pandering. I don't know though, I am, <laughs> I am so tired. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really tired, okay? Life is exhausting, right? Like, 
like I don't want to kill myself, <laughs> but some days I wouldn't be upset if someone else did it for me, you know? I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. I can't take responsibility for decisions like that, you know? Want someone else to take the fall. <laughs> Figuratively, not literally. Yeah, so that they would be great after this set too. Um, no, let's talk about something more fun. I am turning 29 this year. Thank you. That is not the response I'm getting from life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I bring it up because a uh, I'm turning 29 and like a lot of women my age, I just can't stop myself from checking out babies. <laughs> I'm not a baby lover though. I know a lot of us don't like children. That seems to come up a lot in comedy, you know? <laughs> people hate children here. I get it. Um, but no, I just like <laughs> I feel like people assume women stare at babies cuz like we all have some like uncontrollable biological urge to have children because you know women are the ones who can't seem to control our primitive biological urges yeah did it ever occur to you that maybe we stare at babies not because we want one because we wish we could be one again and i'm gonna leave you with that with no explanation um yeah give it up for pam My heart is good everybody not want a baby here's my question about babies I used to be a nanny why do babies pants have pockets 18 month old baby six pockets what could you possibly be putting in the pockets they can't even put their own socks on they can't put their hands in their pockets what do you put in the pockets that, that's where I put my drugs <laughs> Because the baby at 18 months understands the mechanics of a zipper, but their own pockets, a mystery. Also, the police will never search a baby. Uh, we have a rock block of women. I'm super excited. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Amy Stringer. Amy Stringer. Hello. Um, anyone else have an ex who emails them about every three or four months because that's the only platform you haven't blocked them on uh, and it's not just it's not a message he j just like a link to a Spotify song it's like ooh, <laughs> I wonder what these lyrics are gonna be <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't respond to those messages because they're emotionally manipulative, but I also don't block him because he has good taste in music. <laughs> and I like the songs he sends me. So it's sort of like my Discover Weekly, but it's my Confusion Quarterly. <laughs> um, anyone else like the smell of freshly cut grass? Yeah, me too. I read the other day that it's the grass's distress signal. <laughs> so you are enjoying the smell of a grassicker. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah. I was, I was before. I was supposed to. I, I. So I was thinking about my ex um, because he emailed me the other day, and uh, I wrote. I was remembering. He, he's a mechanical engineer, and um, 
and he was talking to me. I mean, one one day he was talking to me one of, about one of the projects he was working on, and he he couldn't talk about it because he signed an NDA. But he told me about it, and I'm going to tell you about it because I didn't <laughs> sign an NDA. So um, what <laughs> what he was working? I hope he doesn't get in trouble. Um, <laughs> what he was working on was a nuclear blast detector. Yeah, and I was thinking, a nuclear blast is pretty hard to miss. <laughs> Like, what is, where are my tax dollars going? <laughs> Always disappointed in that. But I have a twin sister named Sarah. That's my twin, JK. <laughs> um, and we were, um, we're fraternal twins, so we have different eggs. We have our own full egg. And um, we had a, my mom had a C-section when she had us. And when we were born, my sister, I was supposed to be born first, but my sister crawls out over me and is born first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then her lung popped and she was sent to the NICU for six weeks, the neonatal intensive cunt unit, <laughs> where she belonged. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the age old saying, um, slow and steady gets to go home first <laughs> and the early bird gets the cunt unit <laughs> um that's all i have thank you i'm amy stringer <laughs> amy stringer everyone huzzah very nice we're still in the middle of a female rock block put your hands together for your next comedian hillary landon yay hillary landon Hillary Landon. Hello. Uh, yes, my name is Hillary Landon. And in case you didn't know, that's a white girl name. And I'm not a white girl. And if you don't think that's a white girl name, I will say that uh, arguably the whitest, one of the white, most famous white women in the world's name is Hillary, right? I think the only one who's winning is Elizabeth Windsor. For those of you who don't know, that is, that's Queen Elizabeth. And that bitch is about to die, like, any minute now. Did you hear they moved her off to her forever home? Like, she's no longer going to reside at uh, Buckingham Palace ever again? That she's like a dog in hospice care, and she's been sent to Windsor Castle for the rest of, her, you know, for her sunset years, days, whatever? Anyway, the reason why I have this white girl name is because uh, I was adopted from Korea. My parents plucked me out of that orphanage when I was two years old. And my mother actually changed my name when I was adopted because my name was originally Han Young Kim, which is a very Korean sounding name. And the reason why she said she changed my name is because she didn't want me to get into a lot of fights when I got older because so many jealous girlfriends would be upset that their boyfriends were calling me hun, which is a really weird train of thought, I feel like. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> like, I appreciate the fact that she was having some forethought because, you know, people who, like, name their son, you know, Richard or something like that, and then they end up with the nickname Dick. So I get it. Like, I appreciate that that thinking but my mother also is clearly a slut i mean she's been married eight times so she ha kind of had has a different lens which she is th seeing the world through but i mean and also i think ultimately i appreciated that because of the fact that when i got married my ex-husband's half filipino and 
I said that, oh, I don't believe in taking last names because, you know, I'm a feminist, blah, 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 blah. Whereas in reality, I didn't take his last name because it was way too ethnic. His last name was Bayangos. And I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not taking that name. That's ridiculous. I mean, Landon is like a nice, respectable, upstanding name. Irish, you know, very Western European. Bayangos, I mean, it's just ripe for like, you know, humiliation. Anyway. But the thing about it is, like, so I'm appreciated that I'm, I appreciate that I'm adopted, but I really feel like I kind of got shortchanged in a couple ways because, first of all, the reason why I'm up here sta standing here telling comedy is because I did not have a tiger mom forcing me to make something of myself, right? Like a short, angry Asian woman smacking me off the side of the head with her slipper when I didn't, you know, get an A on my, uh, on my AP calculus exam. And I mean, at this point, we all know that I never got into AP calculus in the first place. I mean, there's no way. Um, you know, and like threatening to disown me if I didn't become a doctor. Instead, what I got was this mentally unstable woman who uh, abandoned her family at when I was five. And she ended up uh, instead, you know, w with so much guilt, my childhood was full of unlimited all-you-can-eat Captain Crunch and midnight showings of the Rocky Horror Picture Show when I was 10 years old. Let me just tell you, my mouth was a fucking mess when I was a child. Do you know what all that Captain Crunch does to the roof? It's like a massacre in there. Um, but yeah, so the one thing that I'll say that I did get from being adopted, though, was the fact that uh, it was like my, it was nature and nurture working in tandem for exponential strength. So I basically have the same or origin story as Superman, where Superman had his superpowers when he landed in Smallville, and then with the Kent's like nice family values became this great superhero. What I became was this amazing alcoholic. So basically, you know, I was built with this constitution that just can like, you know, whole has a tolerance like that just won't quit and then like a cultural like just drive to drink until you know I can't see straight and basically I decided that I'm a superhero too my name is blackout girl and I can you know down a bottle of grapefruit vodka by myself in a single evening and I can make pants dis my own pants disappear without a trace <laughs> so that's it for me thanks guys Hillary the blackout girl Hillary Landon, everyone. That was lovely. By the way, Elizabeth Windsor's been dead for years. Please. She's been AI. Anybody who thinks that she's at night, that's why they let Prince Philip finally go or whatever. She is a wax figure. She has been sitting in Madame Tussauds and they bring her out. Welcome to the Hall of Presidents. This is England or whatever the fuck they do. You're nice comedian. We're still in a female rock block. Put your hands. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. It's Women's History Month. We got women comedians. Wow. You're nice comedian, everybody. Denise Lee. Yay. Denise Lee. I am Asian, but I'm very jealous of Hillary because I had to take AP calculus. <laughs> Got smacked with a couple slippers. Uh, but, but my parents are immigrants to America, so my parents are Chinese Buddhist immigrants, right? So you can tell by looking at me that I am a disappointment. 
Hey there, American Dream did not include me doing stand-up comedy in a crop top, okay? Like, my mom hates the way that I dress. Like, um, last time I was home, she pointed to the Buddha statue in our home, and it was like, it's against Buddhist principles to wear revealing clothing. And I pointed to the Buddha statue, and I was like, Buddha is naked here. Okay, like I can see his nipples. Every picture I've ever seen of Buddha, half naked at best, right? Like even when he's wearing like a robe or something, he usually tries to have a little bit of a nip slip tease going on, you know? Keep his disciples on his toes. Uh, I'm not religious, but I do really enjoy some parts of Buddhism. Like I am very into Buddha's dad bod. Okay, like seems cozy, non-judgmental. Like he can appreciate a good cheat day, you know. But on the other hand, I've always felt very intimidated by Jesus's six pack. Okay, those washboard abs <laughs> only come from counting macros, okay? Like, in my most vulnerable moments when I'm praying, like, I don't want to be thinking about that carpenter's physique, okay? That makes me very insecure. Uh, last month, I took my mom to her first stand-up comedy show. That was a mistake. Uh, the comics told the nastiest, raunchiest jokes I had ever heard in my life, okay? And my conservative mother loved that shit, okay? <laughs> Turns out she is super chill with jokes about buttholes and dicks because uh, she don't know what any of those words mean, okay? Her English is not that good. Uh, she just laughed when everyone else laughed, you know? <laughs> Someone made a joke about bukkakis, and she was just like, oh, so nice to see everyone so happy. And I was like, yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> um, afterwards, she was like, everyone kept saying that one word, like, what is orgasm? And I was just like, oh, shit, dude. I was like, well, I don't actually know either. Okay, never experienced it. I'll let you know if it ever happens. Uh, I, I, I have an older sister, so uh, my older sister is a very successful lawyer. Uh, my parents also wanted me to be a lawyer, but I wanted to be happy. Uh, so it was a conflict of interest, you know? So my job is sitting in an office, uh, pretending I know what my job is. So, <laughs> you know, very fulfilling. A while ago, I had an argument with my dad about uh, going back to school. And in the heat of the moment, he was like, you're never going to be as successful as your sister. Like, I've just given up on you. And I was like... Thank God, I was like, finally, Jesus, the pressure is off now. Like the optimism dragged on way too long, okay? Like I told my friend about this and she was like, that's a terrible thing for a parent to say. And I was like, no, you know what's terrible? Expectations. Okay, now if I remember to floss, everyone is just pleasantly surprised. I'm glad my parents gave up on me though. Like I felt like they were watching my life as if it were a TV show that just dragged on for way too many seasons, you know, but too much time had been invested into the plot line. So they kept saying like, oh, you know, like once we get through the first 20 seasons, like, you know, it's gonna be really good, but uh, we're through season 28 now. <laughs> uh, character development is still quite weak. Plot line is unclear. So let's just uh, turn the TV off. Okay, I've been Denise, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. Hooray!
Our next comedian doesn't wish to be filmed. Uh, and he is one of my favorite people in the Bay, bar none. Uh, he's grown so much in his time here at Mutiny Radio. And it's not like he's dying or anything, but <laughs> I'm sorry. But if he did, then maybe I could be famous. Uh, no, I'm, I don't know how that works. I don't know. I feel like, like Andy Warhol in Basquiat. I'm sorry. I'm watching the Netflix right now. I can't sleep. Uh, your next comedian super funny. Everybody put your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Ian Langlands. Ian Langlands. I guess now's a bad time to tell you I have been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I'm on the way out, Pam, so you could take my spot. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I, I am a young man. You could see that I'm a young man. I'm 22 years old, and I love being young. I love being young. It's amazing. Not to brag to this section. Um, you guys are great. Uh, no, I love being young. It's amazing, it, it, and, and it's cool, but I can feel myself getting older. I'm starting to do things that's above my age range, and I don't like it, because I want to stay in my lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm starting to watch House Hunters and drink wine. That's not good. <laughs> That's not the direction I want to go in. That's some 35-year-old shit, okay? I got to stay, I got to stay calm here. Because at this rate, I'm going to start doing like 60-year-old shit when I'm 28, you know? Like I'm going to all of a sudden get into World War II documentaries, you know? Somebody else's dad do that? Like for some reason when they turn 60, they're just like experts on like the war in the South Pacific. I'll just be on the phone with my dad and he's like, you will not believe the artillery they had in Iwo Jima. And I'm like, dad, is mom alive or not? Give me the facts. We don't have time for this. Another thing I did is, is I opened a Charles Schwab account on 420. That's not good. What do 22-year-olds do, do on 420? What are they supposed to do? Exactly. You know, I really misunderstood what selling high meant, okay? I got the Charles Schwab, and I'm like, I'm splitting dividends. I don't, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> that was a good laugh, Denise. Thank you. Uh, I've lived in San Francisco now for a couple years, two years now. It's great. I'm getting more progressive. It's working. You guys are getting me into the mob. It's great. No, it's great. I love being, I love getting more progressive. It's good. It's expanding my mind. But I would go as far to say that I am the most progressive straight white guy in San Francisco. <laughs> Not a competition, but winners win, okay? You know how progressive I am? I'm so progressive that if I'm sitting in my car parked and a black guy is walking down towards me, most people lock the doors. I unlock the doors, all right? He could come in. I invite him in. He could take what he wants. He could take the car. We'll call it reparations. Call it a done deal. Thank God the camera's not rolling. Um, also, li I live with two lesbians. I also live with two lesbians, which is cool. Uh, I'm an ally. You know, I'm doing my part. Uh, one of those lesbians is my sister, and the other one is a DVD box set of Ellen season 13. But I'm going to count it. I'm rounding up. But what I've learned about lesbians is they do everything in excess. They can't do anything small. Everything's big with them. Like, we got a cat, and then a few months later, we got another cat. And it's like, okay, I get you're a lesbian and you like pussy, but you're just shoving it down my throat at this point. Uh, I, I, think that, uh, I think that pornography has gone too far. Do you agree? No. <laughs> not, not far enough. Totally agree. <laughs> you do agree. Cool. I think porn's gone too far. And, uh, and we all know this, but we just kind of accept it as the way things are. I don't know why, but that's just kind of the way we do it now. Like, I was in a conversation with a guy the other day, and he was telling me how he watches farting porn. Oh, my God, I've never wanted a conversation to end quicker in my life. 
I just met this guy, and he just talks about how he watches Farting Born. He segued from, uh, like, talking about his kids straight into, like, so I was watching this Farting Born the other day, and I was like, okay, please never speak to me again. That's scary. That, that, that's what we need to get off now? That's what we need? Like, what happened to the days where we used to, like, look at magazines and VHS? Remember those days, guys? Remember the 80s, guys? Could you, <laughs> could you imagine if I was like, I'm 45? No, but I think, I think that's just... It's a disgusting thing, honestly. It really is disgusting. It's kind of like Jurassic Park. Like, we had control of it, but you know, the electric fence is down and the monsters are out, okay? You know? They had to deal with velociraptors. We had to deal with garden gnome porn, which, yes, it is exactly what you think it is women getting fucked by garden gnomes. Uh, don't look it up and don't go to images, please. <laughs> For the love of God, I'm a curious person. I looked it up, and uh, yeah, I do think about it before I fall asleep every night. I do. <laughs> Not good. I think we should just stop watching it. I think we should stop watching it, but I'm biased because I don't watch porn. And no one believes me when I say that, especially dudes my age. They're like, no fucking way. Fucking drop your pants and rub one out right now to prove that you don't need it. And I'm going to do it because I'm competitive. <laughs> no, but I don't watch porn. It's just weird to me. It's weird to watch someone do a thing that you pretend to do with your hand, you know? Like, I'm not going to watch Martha Stewart bake a cake and then whisk in rhythm with her, you know? <laughs> Like, that's where I'm like, come on, Martha, let's hit it. <laughs> you know, Martha's cute and all, but I'm more of a big booty Latina cooking videos. You know what I'm saying? That's more my speed. Okay, that's been my time. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langlands. Ian Langlands. Yeah, you know what's from the 80s? That was a great set, Ian. You know what's from the 80s? These pants. These are from 1988. Thank you very much. Older than you and you and you. Oh, my pants are older than you. Yeah, that's weird. It's a weird thing to say out loud. Uh, we're back to filming. That's great. I got made fun of for wearing these in high school, though. And I was, I was like, these are fucking cool. And now I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm the same size. Thank you. I think they're... Ah, thank you! Now I know it's, they're cool. <laughs> I was so excited to find out that you were married too. I'm like, oh, I get to like, I'm getting little like gems from your life. All right, your next comedian. Uh, it's so funny when people do shows and stuff and they always say, your next comedian is one of my really good friends. In this case, it's actually true. Put your hands together for the very funny and very wonderful Lauren Crow. Yay! <laughs> Hello, thank you. Thank you. Once I, ooh, there we go. Once I was in an elevator with my father and I thought, here's an intimate setting, it's a chance to get closer. So I said, I love you, dad. And he said, and it touches me just to remember this. He said, okay. <laughs> he called me girl. He called my brother, Bud, his name is Ray. He called my mother, babe. I don't think he ever used my mother's real name. In fact, I don't know my mother's real name. It was, hey babe, do we really need these two kids? <laughs> or go ask your mother. The wife wants me home by six. I fucked up that order. <laughs> All right. I'm kind of an anxious person. You might not know what to look at me, but right now I'd like to run out that door. The only thing that's keeping me from doing it is that I'd have to get closer to you to get away from you. <laughs> so I guess I'm gonna stay up here. Online dating is weird. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm white. 
I could have been a different color. <laughs> the options were endless, but somebody had to grow up in a white dysfunctional home. Picture it, small town New Jersey, middle class white, young neurotic couple about to have their second child. Names already picked out. Lauren if it's a girl, if it's a boy, Lauren. <laughs> Nearby a bunch of baby boomer souls hanging out waiting to be born. This time I want more money. This time I want more sex. And not one of those fuckers had the courage to choose my parents and become white, Jewish, anorexic, OCD with suicidal tendencies, lesbian, allergic to cilantro. Yeah, I can kiss Mexican food, adios. <laughs> and a comedian. I did this for you people, where's my parade? Okay. I haven't always been this psychologically sound. I used to have panic attacks and faint at the sight of blood, mine or anyone else's. And I worked in kitchens with knives and blades, all kinds of sharp utensils. Invariably, I cut myself. There were always these warning signs before I'd faint. I'd get tingly all over. Everyone started looking like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I'd get dizzy. Then all of a sudden, fall down. We have a fall down. You might ask me, if you're that afraid of blood, then why did you become a chef? Well. I love the smell of charred flesh. And people think you're weird if you hang outside of burning buildings all the time. Whenever someone would slip with an oyster knife or sever their finger on the slicing machine, I'd beeline for the walk and then begin alphabetizing the eggs. Egg, egg, egg. <laughs> Turns out they're all under E. <laughs> Usually the cold air helped, but all too often I'd wake up face down in a bucket of escargot. And once in some very tasty gazpacho. So one night it was just me cooking. I'm cutting a brioche, a stupid French sweet roll, and fall down, we have a fall down. The waiters were always very kind. Attention customers, the sous chef has cut herself and has passed out on the floor again, and we have a winner, table five. You correctly guessed face up and bread knife. <laughs> Congratulations, you win a free tiramisu made earlier today by the comatose chef herself. Good times, people, good times. All right, give it up for me. I'm Lauren Crow, and give it up for Pam. Give it up for Lauren from New Jersey. Lauren Crow, everyone, yay! And subscribe to her YouTube video, uh, Giraffe Corner. It's amazing. She has 61 episodes, and they're all increasingly more wonderful and bizarre. <laughs> like every time, these giraffes talk to each other, and they give you psychological help. It's very fantastic. She's wearing a giraffe costume. I love it. <laughs> it's great. Giraffe Corner, look it up. Uh, your next comedian. Hey, another one of my good friends. He's wonderful and fantastic, and I'm so glad he's going to perform for you right now. Clap your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Joshua Husky. Lauren, if you were three years younger... Uh, they say the key to a good dick pic is getting the right angle but mine doesn't bend that way. Uh, I want a cute dick pic, but you know, that's even harder, it's more, I want to get my worst two puns out of the way on live TV so that there's only one way to go from there. Um, I saw this documentary on ducks. Uh, apparently when ducks get sad, they'll pluck out all their feathers, and the ones that get really depressed go to Chinatown and hang themselves. <laughs> Uh, I, I love superhero movies and everything, and I have 
you know, my whole life. When I was younger, I, I used to make my parents take me to every single superhero movie. Uh, we'd make it a big event. I get all dressed up in my best clothes, and I make my mom wear her nicest pearls. And then halfway through the movie, I'd be like, I'm scared. Can we leave through the sketchiest alleyway nearby? Yeah. And they'd be like, stop trying to be Batman. And I'd be like, no, I'm Joe Chill. And then I killed them. Yeah, yeah so that's how, that's how that happened. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's a weird it's a weird way to start a children's story. It's like his parents were murdered, <laughs> but Batman doesn't even have the craziest origin story. Do any of you guys know Magneto's origin story? He was in the Holocaust. <laughs> children's books. Magneto's entire origin story was he was in the Holocaust, and people were like, we can make a kid's story about that. And I get it, because when I saw Boy in the Striped Pajamas, I was like, this is good, but the pajamas are a little drab, you know, black and white. What if you had some, like, colorful latex and a catchphrase? <laughs> but I don't know. I think they did Magneto a little bit dirty when they were giving him powers, because they were like, all right, we've got a Jewish superhero. What power should we give him? And so I was like, uh, how about the ability to pick up loose change? <laughs> Uh, I feel, I feel kind of weird about getting filmed. Uh, there's no issue with it here, but it's just like, I'm on a job hunt right now. And the last thing I need is some hiring manager seeing me and being like, Josh, we saw your set and it's not going to work out. <laughs> I didn't get the job. No, no, no. Comedy. <laughs> it's not going to work out for you. Also, you didn't get the job. <laughs> I want a new job so bad, you guys. I've been, I've been lying on my resume a bunch. Uh, so if anyone asked you guys, I don't know why they would, but if anyone asked you, uh, I'm hardworking, I'm sober, and I know Cantonese. <laughs> One of those isn't a complete lie. I know like three phrases in Cantonese. Hoi sek fan, leng loi, si fat long, which roughly translates to let's go eat, pretty girl, butthole. <laughs> and isn't that all you really need to know? Hoi sek fan ling sai si foot long is let's go eat pretty boy butthole, if you're curious. Baseball's back, thank freaking gosh, so I can stop pretending to watch fake documentaries. Uh, they say that like, I don't know, they say that if you're having sex, you should you should uh, think about baseball, and it'll make you take longer, which I always thought was weird. Like, hey, if you're having sex, to not think about sex, think about the sport that we've based every sexual innuendo off of. <laughs> like, hey, if you don't want to come, just think about sliding into third base. Just think about pitchers just giving it to catchers on their knees. Look, if you don't want to come, all you have to do is think about Mike Trout taking you deep. I'm not even a switch hitter, and I'd let Mike Trout throw me that backdoor slider, if you know what I mean. <laughs> all right, thanks for your time, everyone. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Josh Katsky. <laughs> Joshua Katsky. Baseball innuendos, hooray! All right, uh, next, coming all the way from an undisclosed location somewhere near L.A., clap your hands together for Mark Neuer. Yay! Mark Neuer. Mark Neuer. Woo! Hello. Whoa. <sighs> all right. Everyone out there, shut the fuck up. Can you do that for me? Thank you. Hey, 
So, uh, this vaccine card thing's a little bonkers. Today's the first day of it being lifted, the, the mandate that they have to check it at the front door of all these venues, which is cool. Because it makes no sense to me. As long as you have a vax card, you can get into any place in San Francisco, no problem. You could be coughing blood and shitting dicks. Doesn't, doesn't phase them at all. <laughs> They're all right with it. You got your vax card? Come on in. Put your feet up on the table like you own the place. As long as you have your vax card. What happened? What happened to the, the thermometer checks? Where did the thermometers go? Did we misplace them? Where'd they go? Did they run out of battery? What's wrong? What happened to the thermometer checks? They don't care. You could be boiling, no problem. You got your vax card. What happened to the thermometers? Where'd they go? Well, they didn't put it in the drawer like they were supposed to. I don't know. It's just... It's not here. The fuck? I want them back. Twofold. I want rectal thermometers. Okay? I'm done playing with people. It takes care of two issues, ladies and gentlemen. Two major concerns of mine. Are you sick? Did you wash your ass today? Because what am I supposed to eat? It's 2022, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not eating ass, how are you getting laid? Grow up. Grow up. Sniff something, you know what I mean? Fuck. I have enjoyed this pandemic, though. I'll tell you that right now. Because of the pandemic, all this free money can't go wrong. I was able to achieve my childhood dream of purchasing and owning a flashlight. Did he say flashlight? No. Flashlight, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pocket pussy. A silicone vagina, if you will. So good. It's fantastic. But you go online, there's haters. They say it doesn't feel like the real thing. It's a hole. Fuck it! How real do you need it to be? You know what I mean? You need it to do your laundry for you too? What the fuck is wrong with you? Grow up. Fuck. But they're right. It doesn't feel like the real thing. So what I did is I went on Craigslist and I bought a used one. <laughs> it did the trick. Got one with some miles on it. Tastes just like the real thing. It's so good. Okay. That wasn't the bangerest punchline I've ever heard. You're lying to yourself, but that's okay. I left my flashlight at the last open mic, all the comics fucked it, it feels just like my ex-girlfriend. I named it Haley, it's perfect. We cuddle at night, it's wonderful. Ah, fuck you. I know I'm getting older, because I've been looking into buying a candle. And I was looking online, on Amazon, all the different candles, and there was one that's Alabama. It smells like Alabama. I don't need my room to smell like Alabama. It already smells like Alabama in my room. It's incests and cigarettes. It's... Well, what are your guys' names so I can write you inside of my fucking suicide note? <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless. Pam Benjamin, ladies and gentlemen.
Mark Neuer. Mark Neuer. Mark Neuer, everyone. Hooray, Mark Neuer. Yay. Uh, your next comedian. Yeah, there he is. Uh, if we do, I mean, I, I have a dream that someday we'll do a Mutiny Radio calendar. And, uh, and he would be like the special, when I did his layout, it'd be like him dressed as sort of like a crazy serial killer kind of guy. Like it'd look all normal at the top and then under the, like underneath it'd be like blood and weird stuff. It's okay. He only looks scary. He's fine. No. No penis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let him start doing jokes. He's hilarious. Put your hands together for Lee Wyatt. Yay. This guy. That's so funny. Me and Pam had the same fucking dream, so that's that's awesome. Let's get this calendar going. Who's in? You in? Yeah. That mustache is in. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so I am the personification of Mark Neuer's fleshlight. Alive <laughs> <laughs> and in person. I'm well wore in. Well wore in. Heroin. Anyway, um, Lauren. God bless, I fucking love you, oh my God. I'm also so glad that she brought up Steve Buscemi. Cause you know what, guys? you ever have somebody say some shit that just kind of ruins your day? Yes or no, it's a fucking class, okay. But uh, yeah, so this girl the other day, she was like, hey, you're kind of like a hot Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I feel like uh, we like met on some paradox plane in another dimension where it's possible that Steve Buscemi is a sex icon. Weird spot that it, the multiverse is crazy, huh? Where's that? Where'd that nerd guy go? He was talking about comics. Let's do this. Anyway, did you guys hear about that? Don't say gay, Bill. You guys informed? Yeah, boo. Fucking boo. That's what I say, because I'm a cisgendered white male and I support everybody. You hear that public access? <laughs> I support everybody. You heard it here first, I'm never gonna get canceled. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I was just thinking like, just the word itself, and Lauren, you'll, you'll get this, because you like words, and I like words. <laughs> the word gay has had a tough fucking go of it, am I right? Like, started out so cool, Shakespeare's like, oh, my heart's so gay. And everyone's like, that's beautiful. Then all of a sudden, all the straight guys who were angry about, you know, <laughs> whatever <laughs> they were mad about, they're like, ah, oh, man, it upsets me how happy these queers are. Because back then they called them queers, you know, because they were unusual. But it just goes to show you, people hate happy people, guys. <laughs> people hate happiness. But then in the, like the 90s, all of a sudden, and I mean, I'll admit it, I called my homework gay, I'm sorry. I was like two. Anyway, but no, it was like the word you used for everything you hated as a child. You're like, ah, homework, it's gay. Detention, gay. Oh, touching the pastor's dick, gay. <laughs> now we call it sexual assault. That's what we call it now. That's a pretty gay joke. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right, I'm canceled. Sorry, public access. Hey, who are we shouting this out to? You? Uh, sh what's your name, camera guy? Let's let's get you in this. You want to be famous? I'll make you famous. I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> Anybody see Tombstone? It's a good movie. Yeah, Val Kilmer. He keeps it real. 
just like me for tonight and then I'm done. Uh, <laughs> you guys uh, into Confederate monuments? I'll take that as a resounding yes, which is unfortunate because they're taking them away, guys. They're taking them away. And I figured out what they're doing. Figured it out online, on the web. Disney bought the rights. Where's that comic nerd at? The next Avengers movie is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be Moon Knight versus Robert E. Lee. Uh, they're actually building a theme park in Georgia. It's called Clan Land. Uh, bring your Confederate flag in your truck. You got one, sir, don't pretend. Uh, just let's open that backpack and see, <laughs> see who you really are. Camera, fade to that guy. My name is Lee Wyatt. Thank you, Pam. And let's do that calendar, guys. Let's do it. Lee Wyatt! Yay! He's amazing. Read his articles in the Potrero News. You can find him there. It's exciting. Uh, and he's also here all the time. Is, there, is that a shout-out I can give? Like, you, people can find you in the Potrero News. They can find... Just look up Lee Wyatt. Yay. Oh, good. It's for you to get robbed. That's different. That's a different hustle. Uh, your next comedian, I'm super excited to bring him up. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Patrick Delaney. Yay! Hello. Hello, folks. How are we doing? You can go ahead and just edit my phone out of this, right? Alrighty, cool. <laughs> I got a zero. Uh, um, you're gonna like this one. All right, what do you call a Klansman who's in a car, who's in a parking lot, who's backing in to a parking space? What? It's reverse racism. Yeah. That was the edgiest popsicle sick joke that I've ever read in my entire life. You know Cards Against Humanity? Well, now they make fudgesicles. All right. All right, so uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. She just came back from Europe. And while she was staying in Europe, uh, she was in Spain, and she hooked up with a British guy, which is funny because I feel like she kind of downgraded. You know, she's in Spain. That's like if she went to a Spanish restaurant, opened the menu, closed the menu, and be like, you know something? I'm going to go with a plain bagel instead. Fuck it, I'm on vacation. Sesame seed bagel. I don't understand. She's like in a country where every guy is like a hot, sexy Spanish stud, and uh, every guy looks like a like a like a pool boy from a porno. And um, she's like, you know something? I'm gonna fuck one of the extras from Mary Poppins instead. <laughs> it's gonna be super cool. Yeah, I always had a chimney sweep uh, fantasy. Maybe he'll choke me up that dirty scarf he's always wearing. <clears throat> The sex was bland, but his choreography was outstanding. <laughs> so anyway, my friend banged a British guy. And um, the next day, she realized that her sunglasses were stolen by this British guy. And she was like super shocked. She was like, why would this British guy take something from me that doesn't belong to him? I was like, well, it's because he's a British guy. Historically, it all checks out, you know? Let's put it this way. Britain used to colonize 25% of the world. Now they don't. So now it's 
logical for him to start colonizing items of people. She ended up finding the sunglasses, though. It turns out they're in a museum full of stolen artifacts. She walked by a display case. She's like, I think this is my shades in there. And it's like a mannequin of a guy, like, wearing a red coat. And he's, like, holding a musket. And he has, like, this sick pair of Oakleys on. <laughs> that, road, that red coat has a lifted truck. And next to the... Um, <clears throat> Next to the glasses, it's like it's like a car that said "Colonize in 2022 AD in a hostel." P.S. These ain't the only things I colonized last night. <laughs> I thought the winking face emoji at the end of that sentence was a little bit in poor taste. <laughs> All right, what other horse shit do I got for you guys? I'm so glad I was like, yeah, fuck it, film it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I took an Uber over here, and when the guy dropped me off, he gave me his business card. Has any Uber driver given you a business card? I was, like, flattered. I was like, wow, I had no idea I was talking to the CEO of a Honda Civic. <laughs> Are you also going to space, too? All right, we're going to leave it right there, kids. Patrick Delaney. A method actor. Patrick Delaney. Is a horrible comic. Patrick Delaney. Patrick Delaney. I think that was a Bezos reference. Yeah. Ah, look at that. I got it. Hey, thanks for being here, person, lady. Thanks. Someone say thanks to the nice person that was here and being a good audience member. Thank you. You're so nice for laughing at our jokes. Thank you for doing that. I hope she doesn't think we were like yelling at her on the street like cat calling. Like, hey, you! Did you like my joke? It's, it's different. Uh, your next comedian, I'm, I'm excited to bring him up. Clap your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay! Newman Shake. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, we're here. Uh, Anybody here live in the city? Do we all? Yeah, I, l I like living in the city. It's very nice. It's nice seeing like all these diverse groups of people get together, like gay people, straight people, trans people, white people. That's it. Um, but it's nice seeing all these people get together and just collectively hate poor people. You know, like that's <laughs> it's great to watch. I um, it's Women's History Month. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's important for me to say that. Um. I I think we have to be honest. Um, I feel like Amelia Earhart is the worst feminist, you know? Because she said she was going to fly over, like, the Atlantic or whatever, and then she just didn't. <laughs> Do you know, like, how much power that just gave incels for, like, the next hundred years? Like, it was crazy. I um, went to public school. Public school's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Like, there are people bring balls of whiskey at 7 a.m. to school. I'm like, what are you pre-gaming for? Geometry? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you going to get lit for the Renaissance trailer? Like, that's not fun. I, um... <clears throat> also, they, uh, I don't know... In public school, they made us watch this uh, health documentary called uh, Super Size Me. Did you watch that? Woo! Yeah, if you didn't... If you don't know what it is, it's basically about this guy who wants to prove McDonald's is bad for you, so he eats McDonald's three times a day, every day, for a month. And I was like, you could have just walked inside of a McDonald's and realized it was bad for you, you know? Like, you didn't have to. Also, like, I feel like nobody eats a Big Mac, like, three times a day and is like, you know what? My life is going to go up from here, you know what I mean? 
Like, I'm gonna eat this third Big Mac and then I'm gonna go get laid. Like, that's not what happens. I um, was on a date recently at a Taco Bell, because I'm a romantic. Um, no, I'm just poor. Um, I Yeah, it, it was cool, though. It, was, it wasn't cool. What happened was this. Me and my date were there, and then this guy suddenly starts jerking off in this Taco Bell. And most people don't care because, you know, it's a Taco Bell. But um, my date turns around to me, and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy is jerking off to me. And I was like, this is San Francisco. He could be jerking off to me, too, you know? <laughs> I, um, yeah, it was, um, but my date's, like, really confident this guy's jerking off to him, jerking off to her, so he's like, I'm going to go ask him and find out. And I am someone whose confidence isn't big enough to do it myself, so I'm like, you know what, you go ahead. Like, I will just wait here patiently with this napkin, you know? Luckily, nothing happens, and she comes back, and she's like, you know what, this guy isn't jerking off to any one of us. He's jerking off to this reflection of himself you can see in the mirror. And I have so much respect for that guy, you know? Because that is the definition of self-love. It's beautiful. I, um, I don't really care for global warming anymore. I really don't. I think a big reason I don't is because the whole thing about global warming is you got to save the earth for the kids. And I'm like, who is still having kids right now? You know what I mean? Like, I, 21, all of my friends have eight roommates, and they're, like, addicted to Xanax. You know, they're not... Even my friends who are having kids, they're not raising winners. You know what I mean? They're raising Wendy's employees. And we can lose them. Goodbye, guys. Boom and shake, ladies and gentlemen. Boom and shake. Yeah, Newman, everyone. Talking about the future, that's nice. Talking about self-care, self-love, self-care. Trying to practice that. I gave up some stage time the other day for Dick. That happened. That was rare. I was like, stage time, more important. Usually, not this time. Also, I practiced some serious self-care. Uh, I went and I got a massage, right? I know, and I microdosed some MDMA before I went. Yeah! I recommend. It was fun. I had a good, I was like, ooh, I, it, was, it was a magical experience. Cindy. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for AJD. Yay! AJD. How are you guys doing? Woo! All right. All right. Already fucking killing. Let's go. <laughs> oh my God. That's so easy. Uh, I'll address it. I know what I look like. Um, my like English teacher in elementary school said that I look like a young Johnny Depp, which was like, oh, that's a nice compliment. But I didn't realize which movie he was talking about. I feel like I look like Rango. <laughs> I wish he was more specific. It's like, I'm Rango, bro. I'm just Rango. All right, that's, that's the only joke I wanted to try tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave. Um, but uh, uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I live with four other pussies in Oakland. It's just me, three women, and a cat. <laughs> That's actually the only joke I wanted to say tonight. And you're, you're, I know a lot of people are like, yo, why are you saying pussy like that? Why are you saying, like, this is the only place I can say that. They took away my pussy pass. That was like the first day I like walked in. They're like, all right, you're, gonna get, you're not gonna say that anymore. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Thank God my friends aren't here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right, uh, uh, I stopped dating recently. I just can't handle rejection. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I can't handle rejection. I also just can't handle this new type of rejection where like I gotta stalk an stalk a girl on Instagram after I get rejected. It's like like this doesn't feel right, dude. It just feels like I we built a house together and then she just sends me weather reports for the next fucking six months. It's like I only give a shit if shit's going bad. Like when are the waterworks coming? When can I redo your pelvic floors? <laughs> oh god damn this hurts. Oh god. Uh damn. Yeah, I do live in Oakland. Um it's cool. It's like it's actually nicer than I thought it would be, which is great. But also my like car is getting fucked up, which isn't nice. Uh yeah. My car has more street credit than me. <laughs> the car has been shot more than me, has tra traveled more miles than me and like just smashed more than me. Yeah. I feel like wokeness is protecting me in Oakland, but Asian hate is destroying my car. <laughs> For sure. It's just absolutely trash. Um, I'm Indian. Yeah, I'm Indian. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I like being Indian. I like being Indian. All right. I just, I just want to make sure that if anybody fucking didn't think I was. Um, I do like being Indian. It's cool where economically focuses people. I don't think people realize, like, where. Like, one thing that I noticed is, like, like a lot of Indian parents, like, beat their kids, right? Just fucked up. Because, like, my dad never did that. He was too educated. He knew that, like, my brother was much better than that. He's just like, yeah, you're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, he, he beat my brother, and then my brother beat me. Yeah. There's a lot of vertical integration in that system, if you think about it. And uh, he got really, like, my dad got really confused when my brother went off to college. He didn't know what to do. But uh, I knew what to do. I just started beating his ass. Because I feel like, you know, you got to respond to a market trend, guys. you got to <laughs> supply a consumer demand, okay? Economics. That's the joke. Jesus. Uh, I'm Indian, which also, like, like it's, 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 it's a weird thing being an Indian and trying to stop Asian hate. Because, like, I feel like I, I did a good job. I didn't do, I haven't beat up any Asian people. And I donate to a lot of Asian charities, like, you know, like Doctors Without Borders, Amazon, all the right ones. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I figured out a way to stop Asian hate. I forgot my way to do that. It's just like I just started cooking with MSG. That's just that's my thing. I just realized that like you got to start. I feel like if if like, like people don't realize like MSG just stands for mmm, so good, right? <laughs> and also people like yo, if you need a pregame eating some pussy, MSG. Look no further. I feel like if you could get like pregnant from oral sex, there this entire room would be Asian. Just a heads up. Alright, I, I fucked that up, but it's all good. <laughs> I'm Indian? Alright, alright. Right. Thank you guys, appreciate it. AJ. Thank you very much, AJ. AJ, everyone. Talking about getting beat as a child. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Women's History Month. You want to know a fun little fact? Do you know why it's called um, d uh, don't, don't be heavy-handed? Do you know this term? Oh, you're being so heavy-handed. People say, oh, you're being so heavy-handed with feminism. All your jokes are so heavy-handed. And it comes from when you used to be able to beat your wife legally, you didn't want to do it with a heavy hand because you'd leave a mark. So you didn't want to be heavy-handed. Feminism! Yay! That's the other thing, rule of thumb. We all know that one. Rule of thumb is you could only beat your wife with something thinner than your thumb. Whoa. Yay, history! Women's History Month! Do you guys not know these things? Really? I thought these were all just normal things everybody knew. 
Here's the last one I'll tell you. It doesn't have to do with women. It's usually men because men would be drinking and they drank out of lead cups and they'd get kind of lead poisoning accidentally. So the term saved by the bell is when you used to be in caskets and you weren't really dead. You just had lead poisoning and they'd bury you and then you'd die in your coffin. Scratch, 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 scratch. So they made a little ringer and a bell and that's why they had night watchmen in cemeteries because ding, 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 you'd get saved by the bell. Because you woke up from like a blackout hangout with the lead poisoning in the mead. <laughs> okay. I used to, I thank you, you can clap. I used to teach history, everybody. I used to teach history to special ed kids. And that's how you, absolutely true. Your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Jared Cena. Keep Jared it going, Cena. keep it going, come on. How are we doing tonight? Can we give it up for a J, everybody? Jay. Did you guys know he was Indian? <laughs> I didn't. Okay, uh, I just got handed this flower. How do I look, guys? Great, great. Thank Sexy. you, thank you, thank you. Someone said I was going to get raped later on tonight. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. All right, that was a little too aggressive, a little too aggressive. All right, you know what? Let's get on to the material. Okay, uh, my name is Jared Senna. Uh, I have a lot of nicknames, though. You can call, uh, my friends call me Jerry. Uh, my sister calls me Jarhead. Some people call me Midget. Um, um, and the funny fact is that I'll actually respond to that. If someone tells me, hey, Midget, I'll actually, like, turn my head. Fuck. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what else do we got? Um, how do we feel about the war, guys? Boo, 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 boo. Okay, I understand. I'm like that too, except I'm probably going to be involved in that shit. They're going to ship my little ass off to there. And that sucks because I'm pretty sure there are like tank shells bigger than me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to feel about that. Like... I don't want to get shipped off to war, but also, I never got that chance to study abroad in college. You know, like, it's, and it might even be better, too. You're telling me travel and housing is free, and I don't get to go to class? Almost makes up for it. Almost. Almost. Probably going to die, but you know what? Hey, life's a simulation. We're all going to die every, we're all going to die one day, right? Yeah. Death. Death. All right. All right. Oh, uh, I got I got some exciting news, everybody. I'll be ca catch me at the punchline next weekend. Serving drinks. I got hired. I'm a server now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't have a punchline for this, but you know, I got hired. That's true. <laughs> okay, okay. I got time. Oh, you need to leave? Oh. No. Don't leave. Oh, the camera's there. All right, what else do we got? I'm glad that I got hired because I've been going through a tough time. Um, a month ago, I got fired from my old job. It sucked. But you know what? I feel good about myself. I stood up for myself. Someone needed to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. Okay. I should have yelled at him louder, little shit. 
I don't get it. What? Because they're younger than me. They're adorable. I'm supposed to be the bigger person. First off, that fucking 12-year-old was already bigger than me. Uh, people say that children are adorable. I don't think so because I see them eye level. They're not. They're fucking ugly. They, their teeth haven't even come in. They don't know what hygiene is, and they can't read. Little dumbasses. <laughs> I'm going to end with that. Thank you, everybody. Give it up for Pam. Come on. Jared come on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jared Jared everyone. Freshly. And jam hands. Yay. Why are children's hands always sticky? Why? What are they getting into, honey? Uh, we have a couple. Are you a comedian? Oh, you're just a real person? Do you know anybody? Are you a cop? Are you okay? Do you know where you are? Is that too many questions? Okay, good. I know. Where it's like you said, the simulation. Um, no, but you're you're just did you how did you find this place? Were you just walking by and you saw the sign? And you saw the sign, you were like, Oh, that's that looks interesting. What are they doing in there with that weird camera and those people? Well, your next comedian is very funny and he's gonna make you laugh. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton. Yay! You guys want to do a little experiment with me that I've always wanted to try? Yeah. All right, we're going to do it like this. Throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. You guys are waving them like you care. That's not what I asked for. You want to try again or you want to just call it? <laughs> Throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. All right, now to talk about tailbones. Okay. <laughs> I find that the tailbone is the only bone that I have in my body that I don't have the extremity for, which I'm really upset about. Like, I have a wrist bone because I have a wrist. I have a hip bone because I have hips. And then I just have a tailbone, but I don't have a tail. And so I'm wondering what happened to all of the tails? Because it must have been there eventually. Or, eventually. That's in the future. At some point, we had tails. And I'm, <laughs> clap it up for tails, everybody. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm just tails. wondering, like, when did the tails, like, go? Like, was it a slow progression, or did they just start, like, falling off? And then there was, like, the last man who had a tail, or woman. And you think that men would, like, check out women, like, and just be like, oh, man. The girl's got a nice tail. Look at that. <laughs> All right, that joke doesn't work. All right. Shit happens, okay? <laughs> Tailbone joke. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> uh, is it just me, or do people who get married never seem to run out of wedding photos to post online? <laughs> My cousin uh, Noreen got married five years ago. <laughs> it's a fictitious cousin. I don't <laughs> Nobody's been named Noreen for a couple of decades. Uh, but anyway, she just got married <laughs> half a decade ago, and anytime she posts anything online, there's a photo, she posts a photo of her and her husband, and she's all smiley, and then in the comments, she'll just be like, black people have suffered injustice long enough in America, this really needs to change. I'm like, okay, we get it. You're married. Like, you don't need to keep reminding us. What's up, Kelly? Give it up for Kelly Evans, just walked through the door. <laughs> 
distract everybody from the fact I fucked that joke up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did you guys see that... Uh, all of the, the American oil companies and gas companies, like they got out of Russia and McDonald's, they all just went like, cut ties. Damn, man. You know how hard you gotta fuck up to make BP oil do soul searching? <laughs> after all that PR department has like managed to handle crisis after crisis, they had to huddle up and just be like, guys, I don't think we can do this one. And then they had to send a guy up from PR to the board of directors, which I'm sure felt very similar to the way that it felt like whenever they were about to sacrifice somebody in an Aztec country and rip their heart out while it's still beating. The guy from PR is like, we may want to just do the right thing this time. <laughs> the right thing, what does that mean? It means we act righteously. Are you out of your fucking mind? We're British Petroleum. That's off brand for us. Okay, strong start, bad finish on that joke. Okay, um, but anyway, I was, the thing about the war in Ukraine, other than the injustice, is just the refugees that I hear on the radio. And. You take things for granted in the United States, but it just, it really gives you perspective when you hear people crying, just saying like, all I want is just to go home. And they were interviewing this one guy on NPR who was a Ukrainian refugee. He was born in Palestine. And whenever war came to his country in Palestine, he fled to Yemen. Two years after he got to Yemen, another war broke out. So then he went to Egypt. And after Egypt collapsed into a civil war, he went to Syria. And after Syria collapsed into a civil war, then he went to the Ukraine. Now I'm just gonna say something that might not be nice, but that guy sucks at picking countries. He's like the octopus that predicts the World Cup, except everywhere he picks gets a war. That seems as good of a place as any to leave this set. Make some noise for Pam Benjamin, Mutiny Radio. Yay. Dan Britton. Dan Britton. Hey, now I know what's going on in the world. Hooray. Now I never have any, I hide in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. Uh, so I have no idea. I'm like, Ukraine's a place. Although I just got, my, my friend Ant makes these and this one says Kiev. And I know that that's in the Ukraine and it's also one of my favorite chicken dishes. Chicken Kiev, very delicious. The trick is you have to freeze the butter. You make the compound butter and then you freeze it and then you stuff it in the chicken and make it go and then you deep fry it. And then the butter's frozen and then, okay. When you cut into it, the butter goes It's so good. I fucking love Chicken Kiev. Uh, you're here, you're up. Everybody put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay! Kelly Evans, Kelly Evans. Thank you, Saved by the Bell, Pam. All right. What's anyway? What's going on, guys? I was just watching porn in my car for research. It was for research for a joke. All right. I was researching a joke. I got no pleasure when I came. All right, because I was I was focused. Uh, 
And I was just, I've been trying to research like uh, naming conventions for porn because I've been thinking like what mine would be. You guys ever make your own porn, huh? Anybody ever make their own porn? Yeah, I did. It was bad. I, it was very bad. I was not, yeah, I have sciatica and the body hair of a werewolf. It was not a good look. It was a lot of awkward hip mo movements and a lot of like, I'm sorry, I'm sweating in your mouth again. You know, that's. Anyway, so I've been like, what do you title that? I don't even know, you know? Like, Chewbacca destroys himself emotionally, you know? I don't, anyway. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's some crying involved. I, I'm a passionate lover, okay? It was mostly me. Uh, it was all me. It was all techni technically me. That's fine. It's technical. Uh, I, <laughs> I get annoyed when people... I have friends who had kids, and I've been thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I might have kids someday. And then I was talking to a friend, and they're like, I just couldn't bring kids into a world like this. I was like, because the past was so great. It was, yeah, have you heard of the past? Pretty bad. It's not great. Yeah, you know what time period I would have liked to have kids in? Whatever the period was when bears ate kids. That would have been, seems like a much better time, I guess. Yeah, you got to have a lot of kids because bears keep eating them, mostly. <laughs> want to keep a couple, you know? Um, uh, okay. <laughs> really, I shouldn't have taken that second hit of weed. <laughs> All right, where am I going? Oh, uh, some people are critical of comedy, you know? I found that out last night because I did a joke, a bit risque. I uh, Actually, I don't know how to lead to this. Some woman threw a chest set at my head. Is that all I can say? I turned around and she hit me in the back of the head with a chest set. You know, I was like, that's offensive. Specifically because I gave her the chest set. So I was like, I was like, how do you spurn a gift like that? You know, like technically I did talk shit to her. I was like, she was trying to interrupt me and I was like, I tried to turn away from her because she was trying to grab the mic and I saw their games and I was like, uh, here's chess. She's too stupid to understand it. I'll hand that to her and I was like, you're white, have fun. And then she threw it at my face. So. Anyway, that's not a joke. That's just something that happened, and I feel emotional trauma from it, so I'm sharing. I don't know. My therapist said I should. Um, anyway, uh, I, uh, I, I'm dumb. I'm a dumb person. I'm just going to – I'm embracing it now. I've been trying to be smart and, like, keep up with everything that goes on in the city, you know, like the, the NFTs and uh, crypto and stuff like that. I invested in crypto. I put some money in it, you know. And if you don't know what it is, it's basically a uh, ledger that's kept on a blockchain. It's a peer-to-peer -peer network, and it's, uh, you know, handled with cryptology. And I lost a lot of money is my point. I lost... I have no idea what those words mean, and I should not have invested so much money. I should have, listen, I have some advice for you. I don't know a lot about stocks or investments, but one tip, uh, don't buy high, evidently. That's, because that's what I did. I was like, is it as high as it's ever been? I should get it now. This is a good time. I'm excited. Let's get excited. It's going down? No. Oh, hey. I'm poor. Uh... <laughs> I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Um, I, let's finish with Pam's favorite joke because I'm pretty sure I'm out of time. All right. She's excited. Um, I, uh, I've been hanging out uh, with my eight-year-old nephew uh, a lot lately, you know, getting high mostly, both of us, you know. No, I just, I've been babysitting. He doesn't get high. I do. You kind of have to for babysitting. It's just, I don't do it in front of him. I'm not like a fucking monster. I'm just like. Smoke some weed before you go in there, and now you're ready to watch cartoons. I'm just saying, 
get in the right mindset. Have you seen kids' cartoons? They're very dumb. They're all, they're also trying to educate kids with lessons now. And I'm like, do they need to really? I don't. Is that what we need to do? Because is that going to make the difference when he's in college and someone's like, hey, you want to do this Molly and fuck? He's like, what would Paw Patrol think? No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Paw Patrol has advice for that one, you know? I just feel like, also, if you don't know Paw Patrol, it's a cartoon where there are five dogs and a small boy responsible for the entire emergency services of a city. <laughs> that city is fucked. That is, dogs can't hold a fire hose. Are you kidding me? All right. Anyway, so I, because I, I went back and rewatched some of my own cartoons because we had no messages or points or it was mostly just a lot of latent homosexuality, really. It was like, He-Man is the entire reason I was very sexually confused as an eight-year-old. I was like, am I in a buff dudes? Maybe. I don't know, I guess. Um, anyway, so if you haven't seen He-Man, his entire uniform is three pieces, all right? It's uh, fur boots, it is Speedo, and then it's a harness, and that is it. That's it. He's fought a character named Fisto. They just, uh, <laughs> if the first part wasn't clear enough. Um, anyway. Uh, but we did have one cartoon that was educational. It always had a point. It had a PSA, in fact. It was G.I. Joe, an American hero. Make some noise if you're a patriot. <laughs> all right, that's fine. It's fine. It's all right, you know? Uh, America! All right, never mind. Uh, but there was always a lesson at the end. They'd tell you, now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Um, in case you're curious, the other half of the battle, drone strikes. It's drone strikes. <laughs> A little sophisticated for an eight-year-old audience, but, you know, we knew. We knew what they were doing. Um, so I watched G.I. Joe, and it was mostly, like, average, like, kind of basic lessons, like, hey, kids, you see broken glass on the ground, don't eat it. All right. I'm like, that's kind of obvious, I think. I don't, but okay. I actually did try to eat broken glass once. That is advice I did need. Um, I, did, <laughs> I said I was dumb. Anyway, I was curious, all right? I was bi-curious. Um, sorry, that's off the point. The, I didn't take my ADD medication. The point is, one time, maybe a couple, they slipped in some weird propaganda, and I was, I was very, I knew at, at a, as a child, this is, doesn't make sense. This is like, it was be like, hey, kids, this is Sergeant Slaughter, and I just want you to remember, Israel has a right to defend itself. All right. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it does. Hell yeah. Um, can I do one more, actually? One more. One more? All right. Well, that's, I, I figure I, it went well. Why not ruin it with this? Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I feel like agnostics are kind of like uh, indecisive, you know? Like, make it just like, they're just like, I don't know, maybe. Mm, you know, it's very coy. Like, is there a God? I feel like you're hiding a secret. You know, it's like, and I say that because I'm agnostic. You know, I am an, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Why, why, why have any responsibility? But I was dating someone in Texas and it was going great. Two months, we're going out. But sex is fun, you know? And then she gets real serious one day and she's like, listen, I gotta just, if this is moving forward, I have to say, I'm a Christian uh, and I'm very devout, okay? And I think every day, what would Jesus do? And then I live my life that way. And I was like, that is crazy. Because I didn't know Jesus was cool with butt play, you know, like. <laughs> but now I'm a Christian, guys. I am a Christian. All right. Thanks a lot, Ian Gray. Have a great night. Ian Gray. Ian Gray. Well, that was our show. Thanks, Random Guy, for coming in off the street. That was rad. Thank you, Pamelita. Um, we do this every Friday. There's a little Venmo thing. If anyone wants to Venmo us any money, that's always cool. 
Um, clap it up for Matt or for Perkins Warbeck in the back. Perkins Run Warbeck, the twenty-third at your service. He also has a great show called Gates of Delirium on Wednesday. Gates of Delirium from six to eight. But thank you all so much for coming. Thanks again to Dom for uh, taping, and I guess we're going to be on. Uh, Berkeley Public Access, that'll be exciting. And I'll probably see you next Monday at Joke Workshop. So uh, thanks, everybody. I'll do one one last thing just because, um, oh, I love this. This is a new joke. A lot of people, people keep talking about dating, and I, I kind of have an idea why I might be single. Uh, in relationships, I'm like the water in a clogged sink. You know, you can, you can pump it with your one-eyed snake, or you, you can just be patient, and it'll eventually go down. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, everyone have a good night. Yay, bye, yay. encouraged to ask any Good evening. It's six o'clock here on the West Coast. 
in San Francisco, California, at the intersection of Florida and 22nd Street, in the heart of the Mission District, to be precise. We are coming to you from the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of MutinyRadio.fm. Who is, which is kind enough to give me, Perkins Warbeck, a weekly platform through which to share with the world what the world did not know that it it needed and is in perpetual need of exposure to the very finest of progressive rock and roll. Here on this show, The Gates of Delirium. Every week I bring you a curated stack of the very best of the genre of progressive rock and roll. We span the spectrum of all that it presents and offers. The virtuosity, the grandeur, the whimsy, the technical prowess, the expansiveness, the symphonic aspirations, and everything else that goes into making progressive rock and roll the thinking man's rock and roll. So says I, Perkins Warbeck, I dare you to disagree. We are going to start off with a quirky piece from a band that put out one album in 1972. The name of the band is called Khan. It was featured Steve Hillage. Last effort before he went out on his own. It's called Mixed Up Man of the Middle. This is Khan from the album Space Shanty, 1972.
That was Mixed Up Men of the Mountain by Khan, featuring Steve Hillage and Dave Stewart, the heir of the cat. This is going to be an epic foray into the Tangerine Dream. This is Tangerine Dream live from Pergamon. Kishot Part 2. This is epic. Strap in, turn it up, and let yourself fly. Thank you. 